So today's episode is a fun one. I had a great conversation with Matthew Joyce, a veteran outfielder who's been a sort of journeyman throughout the league. He was a Yankees killer, as we talk about, and his time in Tampa kind of made him very notable to me as a Yankees fan. Having to watch him step to the plate was a little scary. So it was a lot of fun to sit down with him, talk about his life now, talk about his passions outside of baseball, and a lot of things, especially talking about you know life and everything in relation to Tyler Skaggs and everything with him. It was a great conversation that you will hear after a short break and a word from our sponsors. And thanks again for tuning in. It's a good one. Yo, what is up? Welcome to Ambitious. My name is Dylan Price. Today's guest is a former 12th round pick in the 2005 MLB draft. He has been in the majors for 12 years. He's a former All-Star in 2011. He currently plays outfield for the NL East leading Atlanta Braves. He is a guy who struck fear in my heart as a Yankees fan during his time in Tampa. He is the one and the only Matthew Joyce. Matt, how are you doing? Oh, yeah, I'm great. Thanks. Thanks for, uh, thanks for having me on. So I kind of want to go back to the start of your career. What led you to go to Florida Southern University? Yeah, um, that's a good question. Um, I went to Armwood High School and uh, Tampa Bay area. Grew up in the Tampa area, and, and uh, you know I, I was recruited a little bit um, out of high school by some um, some pro uh, scouts, and uh, you know I, I kind of had my mind set if I if I went in the top, you know maybe first or second round, and it was life changing money. Um, you know, I would have strongly considered signing at a high school, but I don't think that was in the cards. Um, so I told him that, you know, I wanted to go to college if that wasn't the case and didn't get drafted. And, um, I basically had an option at a full ride to the University of Tampa, had a full ride to, uh, Florida Southern, and then I had a full ride to Manatee Community College. And I was actually really considering, uh, University of Tampa. And uh, Tampa ended up withdrawing their offer about 10, 10 days uh, before I signed. And I don't know if they signed another outfielder or what happened, but um, but it made you know it made the choice pretty easy for me. Florida Southern was uh, about forty minutes uh, from my house, and it was a beautiful campus. Um, and honestly, man, I, I'm so happy that I went there. Um, I met uh, some some of my best friends. Uh, in my life, and, and we uh, we ended up winning the whole thing my my junior year uh, college championship, and it was just uh, it was an awesome uh, decision that uh, that worked out really well. Yeah, so I was going to ask about that. You guys had a immense amount of success at Florida Southern during your time, and it really went well. Can you elaborate on how that time went? Yeah, I, I think we just had a really good group of guys. Um, I think we ended up having. Man, eight, eight or nine guys drafted uh, from that team, wow. and uh, unfortunately, I think I was the only one that really made it. And uh, but it was weird. It was weird because you know, in college I had a really good freshman year, a good sophomore year, and uh, my junior year, I, I really, I think I just got into uh, a mindset where I tried to do too much, and I wanted to hit home runs, and everybody said, "Oh, you're going to break home run record." And, and, uh, you know, I tried to do too much, and my swing got too long. And um, and I think that was a big reason why I kind of fell a little bit um, later in the draft. And I went to, like you said, I went to the 12th round um, instead of the top 10 rounds. And, and 
you know, it was it was kind of frustrating to have you know your worst year, your junior year, your platform year, and uh, and and I think uh, the championship, even championship game, you know, I it, I ended up going. I was the only one that didn't get a hit on our team. I went like zero for six, and um, man, I remember just being so frustrated. And and I think there was a lot of points um, throughout my career that I hit those those lows and got really frustrated and uh and i think it it really made me work a lot harder honestly um and i i really i think that was the one thing that kind of separated me is that i hated so much to fail that i was just willing to do anything it took uh to to be successful so when i did fail and had those really low points um i just worked even harder so after all this time at Florida Southern, you got drafted by the Detroit Tigers. What was that experience like? Yeah, uh, that was pretty cool. Um, you know, being drafted and getting an opportunity to, to play professional ball uh, is pretty eye-opening. Um, you know, my dad was, was really excited for me and obviously uh, a proud moment, proud, proud dad and and um, so we get drafted, and I think not long after, I wanted, uh, ended up going to Oneonta, New York, and playing rookie ball. And we would play uh, the short season. Um, and, you know, it's just pretty, pretty eye-opening. Um, you know, it wasn't even a full season, and I remember playing, you know, probably like 40 games and getting really, like, homesick. It's tough, man, because you go out there on your own and you don't really know anybody, and you know it becomes um, it's kind of real world. Um, you're 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 going through the grind of a baseball season, and you're you're really far away from your home, your family, your friends, um, the girl I was dating at the time, and, and uh, you know, I mean, you're chasing your dream, and, and a lot of times. You know, you're going to go through the, the the struggles and the ups and downs, and and uh, but it was good. It was good. I, I had um, I had a pretty good uh, few years. We got rookie ball, and then went to West Michigan Whitecaps um, for low A. We ended up winning the whole thing in low A. Um, and I ended up skipping high A, going straight to double A uh, with uh, Erie. Erie Seawolves and uh, ended up really struggling the first two months of Double A because it was such a big jump and uh, the off-speed stuff got got a lot better. Uh, pitchers were just a lot better. And again, you know, I, I it was kind of one of those things that I was uh, I was trying to do a little too much. And um, you know, when you you try to do that in baseball. You, you tend to pull off the ball a little bit more. Your, your front side leaks a little bit more. You, your swing gets a little bit long, and uh, and you get in trouble. You know, you, you create bad habits. And, and um, there's uh, there's been a few times throughout my career where I kind of had to learn that that lesson, and it's uh, it's a hard lesson to learn. And, and um, sometimes when you're going through the season, it's you create a bad habit, it's tough to break. It's tough to, to get out of that bad habit. And 
a lot of work and, and um, really being disciplined. But um, but it was a good organization. I really enjoyed playing and coming up with the Tigers. Um, we had some some great uh, people throughout the organization, and uh, you know I ended up getting called up in 2008, um, Cinco de Mayo, and uh, it was cool, man. It was cool. It was, it was I went from playing uh, in front of 2,000, 2,500 people to 40,000 that night. Um, in Detroit, our first game was in uh, against Boston, and uh, you know it was on ESPN. So it was it was a whirlwind, and you know, minor leagues. I always tell people is the ultimate grind because you got twelve hour bus rides. You're playing in um, you know smaller cities and, and staying in crappy hotels, and and uh, you know you're not making any money. I mean, you know it's it's tough. Minor leagues is a, is a true grind. So after your time in Detroit, you went to Tampa, where, as I mentioned in my opening, you were kind of a Yankee killer for a while, too, but you had some of your best success in your years in Tampa, and what kind of memories do you have from your time in Tampa? Well, I, I was really excited to go home, um, to play at home, and, and and obviously 2008, they, they ended up going to the World Series, so they had a great team, and... Uh, for me, I mean, I grew up. I grew up there, and, and kind of uh, be that hometown kid was was you know something I was looking forward to, and it was it ended up being a really cool experience, but it was also a lot to handle. Um, everybody uh, wanted something, you know. Everybody wanted uh, tickets to the game and hats, jerseys, balls, um, you know. Anything you can imagine, and it was, it was crazy. It was so crazy. I, every game, I had somebody yelling at me that it was either, "Hey, Armwood High School," or "What's a Florida Southern," and and uh, I played softball with your dad, and I'm just like, man, you know, this is this is nuts, man. It was. It became a little overwhelming at times. I, I really had to learn how to say no, and you know, um, that was something I struggled with because I always wanted everybody to feel like. Um, you know, they were part of the experience that, that I um, always wanted to make everybody else happy, but at the same time, you had a job to do. So um, that was that had to be the main focus. Uh, but, man, I'll tell you what, we went to the playoffs three out of the five years I was there, and we had some, some really talented players and tremendous teams. Uh, so that, that made it really enjoyable. And obviously in that division, when you're playing the Yankees and the Red Sox, it's, that's a really tough division to to get to the playoffs in. And, um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed playing for Madden. Thought he was He's always uh, one of my favorite managers. Um, I was frustrated I didn't play against lefties. I didn't get the opportunity. And, and uh, But then again, you know, he's a manager, and... and you're not always going to agree with every decision that the manager makes, but um, but he did a fantastic job, and obviously he did uh, he's done a fantastic job in, in Chicago. Um, what else? What else? Um, Tampa, man, you know it was it was. I think the playoffs were were a really cool experience. Um, it's it's such a, a different. Such a different animal, such a different level in the playoffs that anything can happen. 
and uh, it really becomes fun. It becomes fun in the playoffs because everything's kind of like magnified. Uh, you just kind of have to slow it down even more. So, so yeah, I mean, unfortunately, I've never been to the World Series. Uh, you know, that was something I always wanted to do. And, um, you know, so hopefully this year we can get there. Now, one thing about the playoffs that I've always wondered about is how do you keep your head on straight in such a big situation? I mean, the world's watching and there's so much pressure. How do you keep your head still and remember everything you got to do? Yeah, like I said, I, I never really had a chance to experience the World Series, but, you know, it's, it's kind of the, the same thing as you continue to go up uh, the ladder. You know, so you have high school and you're playing in front of, you know, 50, who knows, 20 to 50 people in college and then minor leagues, you know, eventually AAA, you're getting up to a couple thousand and in the big leagues is a huge jump. Um, you know, obviously with the Braves, we have a great following and, uh, you know, you can get 40,000 people out to a game and, you know, if you're Sunday night baseball, everybody's watching. So the, the farther you go, um, the louder the distractions get, but it's still the same game. And, and I think you have to have the ability to like really slow things down and just focus on the process, um, focus on your approach, um, because nothing else really matters. You know, it's, it's all just noise and it's all distraction. Um, so, you know, when, when the time comes, you have to have the ability to flip the switch and, and focus on, on the task at hand. Um, and, uh, and then, you know, I mean, when it's all said and done or, or if you have a few moments, you know, you can look around and really kind of take it in and enjoy it. But, um, you know, you have to have that ability to flip the switch because, you know, it's go time. So over the past few years, you've gotten to experience a couple different teams, been a little bit of a journeyman. What have those experiences been like, especially last year? You guys had a lot of success in Oakland. Yeah, I think I think every player really would love to be at like one or two teams um, uh, just because it's challenging. It's challenging to go to a different city, to find a, a place to live, to get comfortable, to meet new, new players, make new friends, um, your family. My wife uh, gets comfortable. And, um, but at the same time, you know, for us, uh, coming over to Atlanta was really a blessing. We got really fortunate, really lucky um, to be closer to home. Oakland was really far away from home. We, we didn't have any help with our daughter. And uh, you know, it made it challenging. So when I would go on the road, my wife would either fly back home to Connecticut or she would come on the road with me. And, um, you know, just she needed help. She needed help with the baby. And, and um you know, obviously, Mr. Friends and family, so that was kind of part of it. But um, but it, it's it's really good. It gives you a different perspective on organizations, um, what you like, didn't like about organizations. Um, you know, you meet a lot of people along the way and uh, make a lot of friends. Um, you get to you get to see a lot of different uh, cities and stadiums, and um, you know how players live in a different uh, different city, and um, 
you know, it was cool, man. It was, it was it's been a cool journey. It's it's been a, a real roller coaster. You know, I've had some of the highest highs of hitting a home run in the playoffs to you know some of the lowest lows. And fifteen, I had you know I had my worst year and ended up um, having my year cut short because I got kneed in the chin and had a concussion. And uh, so, you know, through it all, it's just the. the you just have to grind through it, man. I mean, it's one of those things that you, you wake up and, and you put the work in every single day and, and you try to really enjoy the ride. And, uh, you know, sometimes when you're struggling, it's it's tough to do. Um, but, um, yeah, but I've enjoyed it. I've, I've had, a, a, I've had a, a great career. I've, I've met a, some amazing people and, and had some amazing memories and and really I've learned a lot you know they say you learn the most from your failures and uh, and I've failed quite a bit so I've, I've learned a lot along the way and um, you know it's, it's it's one of those things that you just make the most of it you make the most of it uh, it's been a roller coaster now this year you are actually having a phenomenal year. You are batting two ninety nine right now, and you're doing great for the Braves. And the team's doing great. You're leading the NL East. What is the ultimate goal at the end of the year? Obviously, the World Series is in hindsight, and the Braves are a contender. But what is the mission for you, Matthew Joyce, this season? Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, the ultimate goal is obviously always the World Series, and um, you just kind of. No, I, I really like to think long term, and and I always tell people, you know, like making decisions that, that try to focus more so on the long term than on the short term, because when you're thinking five, ten years out, the decisions you make are going to be a lot different than when you're thinking, what do I want right now? Um, you know, and, and simple example is just food. Okay, what do I, you know, what do I, what do I want to look like? How do I want to feel in five or ten years? as opposed to what I want to eat right now, right? Um, so kind of taking that to baseball, I mean, the, the yearly goal this year is obviously win the World Series. Um, and you break it down from there. You want to be, you want to get to the playoffs. Okay, how do you get to the playoffs? You want to be in first place. Okay, well, how do you get to first place? Well, you know, you try to win every series for us is is, is pretty huge. Um, and if you can't win the series, win the game. If you can't win the game, you win the series. And how do you win? Um, you know, how do you win the series, or how do you win the game? Is you win the at bats, and and um, you know, how do you win the bats? You, you win the pitch. So you break it down to the smallest task um, that that is uh, most at hand. That is that is most. Um, able to grasp uh so so you know the season is is man you start getting in the season and, and to grind and you just go the days kind of run together and it becomes uh groundhog day so you you have to really develop uh, a really good routine and um and something that you don't really have to even think about you just have the feel that you go through your routine and you put in your work and you have um, your preparation is really important to create the feel that you want to have in the game. So, 
break it down. I break the, the, the biggest goals down as much as I, I possibly can. And, and I really try to keep it as simple as possible. I do my routine. I do my preparation. I, I do my homework, and I have my approach going into the bat. And then from there, I just simplify it, man. I, I try to really slow myself down. And, um, you know, my my dad always say, you know, good hitters say good pitches. I try to get a good pitch to hit, and I try to square up a line drive back up the middle. And depending on who I'm facing uh, will dictate my approach. And, um you know, as long as I kind of try not to do too much, then, you know, I got a pretty good chance. So, obviously, I wish nothing but the best of success this season with Atlanta, although I would love to see the Yankees win the World Series. I think Atlanta would probably be a second best. But um, uh, kind of on a, a deeper note, this week the baseball world was struck with a tragedy, and unfortunately Tyler Skaggs passed away. How close were you with Tyler and what kind of memories do you have of him? Yeah, I don't think I was that close with him, although I was fortunate enough to play with him in 2015. He was going through his Tommy John. Um, but man, the, the, the time that I was around him, um, I really enjoyed being around him. He was a, a really down-to-earth, humble, um, just a good, good dude. And uh, it, it's it's really difficult to go through something like that. Um, I actually recently just went through losing uh, one of my best friends um, about a month and a half ago. And uh, yeah, man, that's it's it's shocking. It's really hard to to hear. It's hard to deep to uh, to deal with, and you just feel like your heart's broken. Um, Confused, you don't really understand like how it happened or why it happened. Um, you know, I just know, you know, Skaggs. Even when he was going through his Tommy John, he uh, he always had a really good attitude, and he would always show up and, and never really wanted to bring anybody down. Even though he was, you know, going through a hard time. And um, yeah, man. I mean, I. The, I don't know. That's tough. My wife was was pretty close with his his uh, recent wife, and um, it's terrible. It's hard. It's really hard to to hear and deal with, and, and you know, it's an unfortunate part of life um, that that we all have to deal with in, in some capacity, and uh, it just really, you know try to pray for his family and, and you know, see if, you know, if there's anything that you can do to be there for them or, or help them. And uh, it's, it's a tough situation. There's there's no there's no easy answer. There's no easy way to deal with it. You just, you, your heart breaks and hopefully over time it, it you know, it heals. And, and obviously, you know the the memories of him will always be there, and um, that's the important thing is to to really remember the good times and and um, I'll never forget them. Well, very sorry for your loss, and I'm gonna kind of lighten the mood a little bit. What does Matthew Joyce like to do off the baseball field when he's not thinking 110 percent about baseball? Yeah, the baseball is pretty consuming, man. 
uh, during the season, I mean, it takes up your whole life. And, and uh, my wife, you know, she'll get a little frustrated because I see her like an hour in the morning and then an hour at night. That's pretty much, you know, our, our life. Um, so tough, tough to, to um, have a, another life. But I, I really, I have a lot of stuff that I, I really enjoy. I really enjoy business, uh, real estate, finance. Um, we have a lot of really cool stuff going on. Um, we've ended up uh, building and a, a really nice real estate portfolio. And uh, right now we've sold some single family homes. We have about 55 units uh, of real estate. And that was something that uh, was a big goal of mine. Um, coming up and I remember sitting on one of the 12 hour bus rides in the minor leagues and reading Rich Dad Poor Dad and uh, you know really becoming inspired and because uh, we never really grew up with any money or anything like that and I always wanted to get out of the rat race is kind of um, you know how he calls it you, you create enough passive income to cover your expenses and um, and you know, we've done a really good job of, of growing and building uh, a real estate portfolio. I have a, a great, amazing team around me um, in Site Real Estate, based out of Tampa, and and, um, and that's been that's been really fun. It's been enjoyable to see the, the transformation, um, not only of the the homes uh, that we buy, the multifamily that we buy, renovate, and and. Um, um, right now but also you know become really close with my business partner and see his transformation through business and everything that he's learning and, and uh with his family and stuff like that so that's been really fun um you know obviously business uh we have a couple f45s which is a boutique gym uh coming open in the tampa bay area uh so i'm really excited about that that should happen off season spring training time I uh, really enjoy like working out, so that's the perfect fit for for me, business uh, and and um, fitness. And then when I really don't have anything else to do, and which is you know hardly ever, I'll play some video games. Um, so I enjoy some, some video games and getting online with my buddies and playing some Call of Duty or something like that. So, so obviously, at the end of the season, you will be a free agent. What is the next step, and how far out are you thinking, and potentially thinking about um, retirement at some point? Yeah, man, I tell you what, you think about it a lot over the last uh, few years of your career because you just, unless you're one of those guys that has long-term contracts, you just, you know, that's something that you kind of have to deal with. Um, you know, I was never a guy that had a long-term contract. I had a two-year contract with Oakland, which was awesome, um, but. You know, you think about it a lot because you just never know how it's going to go. And uh, baseball is getting younger and younger. And, um, you know, for me, I, I try not to uh, worry about it too much and, and just take it day by day. I think, um, you know, I would love to play one more season and uh, we'll kind of see – you see what happens. We'll see what happens. You just, it's, it's, it's something that's kind of out of my control. And one of my, my favorite quotes that Madden would always say was control the controllables. So if it's something that I can't really necessarily control, 
and I, I try not to spend too much time uh, worrying about it. But I know I, I would love to play at least one more year, and I think that would, would probably be it. Um, just because, you know, it starts to hurt a little bit more as you get older. And um, it's, it's you know, I still love it, though. I still love it, and, and something that I, I'm really extremely grateful that I, I'm able to do. Um, you know, it's, it's, man, it's your childhood dream. Playing the big leagues, and you know, I still pinch myself um, some days to, to look around the stadium and, and see all the people watching. And you're just like, man, this is this is so cool. It's really cool that we get to do something like this. So hopefully, I'll get another chance to play another year, and, and um, we'll see what happens. So my last question, and I always ask every guest this, and you can take as much time as you want to think about it, is when you are all said and done with baseball and your post-baseball life and everything, what is the legacy you hope to have left? Yeah. Um, you know, one of my favorite people was uh, Roberto Clemente, just a, a, a tremendously talented baseball player, but even even a better person. And, and obviously, uh, you know, if you know his story, he ended up passing away on a plane ride, taking food back to his home. And um, he said, you know, um, a life, life's not necessarily, I wouldn't say life's not important. Um, a life is, is mostly important by the impact that it has on other lives. And I think as you grow older, um, you know, when you're young, you want all these things. You want a big house. You want a, a really nice car. And you have all these, these kind of goals and aspirations and and you know, fortunately for me, I've I've been you know pretty successful, and I you know I've been able to like you know have some some nice things. Um, but as you get older, I, I think you kind of value things a little differently, and I think you value time um, a little differently. Time becomes really important. Time's very valuable, and and uh, the time that you spend with the people around you, the people that you care about. And I think having uh, a really positive, um, inspiring impact on, on the people that I come in contact with is, is really huge for me. Um, I just, I just want people to, 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 um, to, to take away something from, from me. You know, and I want it to be something positive. And, and I really have tried my best to to do that. And obviously, we're all human. You know, sometimes you're going to get frustrated. And sometimes you get upset. And sometimes things don't go your way. And, um, you know, I think it, uh, when you have instances like, like Skaggs and, and my, my best friend who recently passed, um, you know, it, it gives you a mindset that life is short and, and you know, it's a lot shorter than, than we realize and and you better make the most of it while you're here. So so for me, that was the biggest thing. I want to I wanna impact, uh, inspire and motivate people to uh, to be the best version of themselves, to, to, uh, to live their best life and, and to really believe that anything's possible. And, and uh, you yeah. know, I, I do my best to, to make that happen. 
Well, Matt, I cannot thank you enough for coming on the show and give such great answers and everything. I want to give you an opportunity to plug any of your social medias, any platforms, or even just to say whatever's on your mind quickly before we close off. Yeah, yeah, I have uh, uh, Instagram page, Joycer247, um, Twitter, Sweet Swing and 20. Um, you know, I, I, I try to stay pretty active on, on social media. Um I think it's a really cool outlet. I think it's a way for fans to kind of stay in touch and, and follow some of their favorite players or celebrities or artists or, you know, uh, any of that sort. So um, other than that, man, you know, I really appreciate you having me on the show. And, and uh, you know, I, I want to wish you the best of luck with it. And, you know, if you ever need to have me, want to have me back on, and, you know, five, ten years down the road, hey, give me a show. Well, thank you so much, Matt, for coming on the show, and best of luck to you the rest of the season with the Braves. And although I hope the Yankees win a World Series, it would not be bad to see the Braves win one as well. Yeah, I mean, I won't complain, so I'll take it. Well, thanks again, Matt, for coming on the show. Once again, I want to thank Matthew Joyce for coming on Ambitious. It was a lot of fun and a really good conversation, especially with everything in the wake of Tyler Skaggs and his untimely passing. I wish nothing but best of luck to Matthew and his future, and he has a very good chance to win a ring this year with Atlanta, and it's going to be fun to watch. Thanks again, Matt, for coming on the show. Reminder, you can listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts. I'll be back next week with a new episode.